Hello, hello. Welcome back to Gaming Ramble Weekly. I'm Joe. I've lost my voice, kind of. I have a cold. It's cold. It's wintry. But the World Cup's on, so I'm happy enough. But maybe you don't like football and you're sad and your favourite soap isn't on TV. And fair enough, like, I get it. But it's only four weeks and it's every four years. So, you know, let us enjoy this moment while we can. Uh, I hope you're keeping well. You're very, very welcome to part two of my cyberpunk mini-series and just a quick announcement I suppose before I get into it really just that after I finish Cyberpunk series this whole podcast will be going to every other week release um, basically it's difficult to try and get a blog written to the quality I want to get it written and recorded every single week especially when life pulls you left right and centre so taking the decision it's not going to quite be Gaming Ramble Weekly, it's going to be Gaming Ramble every other weekly. <laughs> um, but hopefully it will still be the same quality essay or uh, podcast you now are used to. Um, but without further ado, let me get stuck in to part two of The Rise, The Fall and The Rise Again of Cyberpunk 2077. Welcome back to part two of the Cyberpunk 2077 mini-series, a series that ultimately has been made because of the events that will be discussed in today's podcast. This is the section of the project that you're likely to know the most about. Um, The way in which Cyberpunk released is an event that the gaming world is unlikely to see again and taught the rest of the companies a few lessons when it comes to releasing games. Last week, I focused on the build-up to Cyberpunk's release looking at the successes that came with the pre-release cycle for the project. It was this success that led to Cyberpunk becoming one of the most pre-ordered games of all time, which only added to the uproar that came CDPR's way at release. Last week's podcast ended at the start of 2020, and as from here we'll pick things right back up. Delays, delays, delays. January 2020 would see CDPR announce that the highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077 would be delayed until the 17th of December 2020, which was a delay of around five months. At this stage, delays were relatively uncommon in the industry, and while some were concerned about the delay, many were hopeful that this delay would result in a game releasing in a better state than it may have done in April. Extra time is usually always a good thing, allowing developers the time to add the final polish and iron out any issues the game may have. Of course, It was around this time that whispers of the COVID-19 virus in China were beginning to get louder, with growing concern that the virus would spread elsewhere. Fast forward eight weeks and the world was in lockdown, with virtually everyone told to stay at home. This of course had a massive impact on the gaming industry, with games having to be developed from home with limited resources. This would have absolutely had an impact on the final development of Cyberpunk, but as discussed later on, This was in no way the reason the game was released in the state that it was. Cyberpunk ended up being delayed a further two times, initially to November and then finally to the 10th of December. Whenever the final delay was announced, I remember being pretty worried about how the game was being released. For me, the idea that the game needed a further three weeks showed that the game just wasn't ready and with the delays totaling almost eight months, it was abundantly clear that something wasn't quite right, especially with delays not being commonplace within the industry. I'm about to read out to you a statement that CDPR made 
when they announce their final delay. And when you listen to this and you know what's about to happen, it really will leave a sour taste in the mouth. Hey everyone, today we've decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is December the 10th. Most likely, there are many emotions and questions in your heads, so first and foremost, please accept our humble apologies. The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test 9 versions of it, Xbox One slash X, compatibility on Xbox Series S slash X, PS4 slash Pro, compatibility on PS5, PC and Stadia, while working from home. Since Cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost being a next gen title, somewhere along the way, we need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're aware it might seem unrealistic when someone says that 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. Some of you might also be wondering what these words mean in light of us saying we achieved Goldmaster some time ago. Passing certification, or going gold, means the game is ready, can be completed, and has all content in it, but it doesn't mean we stop working on it and raising the quality bar. On the contrary, this is the time where many improvements are being made which will then be distributed via a day zero patch. This is the time period we undercalculated. We feel we have an amazing game in our hands and are willing to make every decision, even the hardest ones, if it ultimately leads to you getting a video game you'll fall in love with, yours, Adam Badowski and Martin Owinski. So when you hear that, and you know what's about to come on the state in which the game released. It is it is worrying um, hearing them come out and almost save face and say, you know, the game isn't ready right now, it will be ready soon. And whenever we knew that the game released in the way that it did, you've got to wonder how much of this was them knowing that, or feeling that they couldn't not release the game before the turn of the year, but that they had to get it out there. Uh, it's just something to think about because... There's no way they didn't know what the, what state the game was in whenever they released a statement. There was just no way that's possible. Um, so just really something to think about. Reviews controversy. One of the biggest controversies to come from the release saga was the way in which reviews were done, used to deliberately hoodwink players from how broken the game actually was. In a strange move, and this was highlighted at the time, CDPR didn't release any review codes for the console version of the game, with reviewers receiving codes for PC only. Also, reviewers were only allowed to show footage provided to them by CDPR themselves and not any footage they had recorded. Essentially, reviewers became complicit to the censoring and misrepresentation of the state of the game, which in turn was used to manipulate consumers into buying a product they had been led to believe was a fully working and well-realized product. When Cyberpunk was due to release back in April 2020, the next generation of consoles were yet to arrive. This meant that their game was only going to be released on PC and on PS4 slash Xbox One. Now for those who don't know, the hardware on the PS4 differs massively from that of a PC. High-end PCs have a much higher processing power and can run games with much better graphics quality and frame rates than consoles. Games like God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn were already a struggle for the PS4 before Cyberpunk and it was not uncommon for a PS4 to sound like it was about to take off. And Cyberpunk was an ambitious project that boosted some of the best graphics in the industry. This game should never have been released on the consoles that it did, but perhaps it's an observation brought about from the power of hindsight. 
The review process was perhaps one of the most devious elements of the saga. The decision was ultimately made by management to have all the restrictions in place to bolster sales, knowing that their game was broken. I should clarify that management have always claimed that they weren't aware of just how broken the game was, but I personally find that hard to believe. Cyberpunk would review pretty well, with the PC version of the game receiving a score of 86 on Metacritic. While this wasn't industry leading, it was certainly a score that could have persuaded many to pre-order the game or pick it up on day one on console, with many unaware that the console version of the game had never been reviewed. Crashing While the PC version had its issues, the console version was actually broken, with users experiencing multiple crashes, some even console breaking. Many, many people were complaining about the state of the game, and with the game coming out in the run-up to Christmas, concerned parents were already asking for refunds. In a totally unprecedented move, PlayStation removed the game from their online store and began issuing refunds to players who were experiencing the problems that came with the game. The game remained off PlayStation's store until June 2021, and when it was put back in the store, it came with a warning about the state of the game for those looking to buy the game, with PlayStation themselves advising to refrain from buying the game on the base PS4 system. It should be stated that this was not a fault of the PS4's capabilities, but CDPR's fault for allowing the game to release on the console in the way that it did. News began to spread rapidly of the state of Cyberpunk, with more people taking to social media to share their experience of the game. Cyberpunk soon became one of the most talked about games in the industry, but for all the wrong reasons. On one hand, it was proving to be an interesting case study into a gaming catastrophe, while on the other hand, Cyberpunk very quickly became the laughing stock of the industry. Videos of glitches in the game went viral, and on a more serious note, CDPR found themselves facing some serious backlash. CDPR's stock value plummeted, and they were scrambling to try and save face. Industry Standards An element of the games industry that has always confused me is that on the whole, we almost expect games to not be fully polished upon release. Games that release with a few or no bugs receive high praise, almost as though this is a surprise. I understand the complexities that come with game or app development, and the nature of programming is unbelievably difficult. Commonly, it is known that in app development that you should always have a buffer of 6 months between when you think you'll have an app ready and when it will actually be ready. But in any other form of media, it would be unacceptable for anything to be incomplete. It would be like releasing a movie where the editing was ever so slightly off, with jump cuts in the wrong places and the scenes being ever so slightly wrong. This would be unacceptable in the film industry, so why is it any different with games? Cyberpunk highlighted the industry at its worst, not just because it was broken, but because of the way management hid the state of the game from everyone, but ultimately, the developers suffered the most. The deadline was not set by them, and with management forcing the development team to work 12-14 to 14 hours a day towards the end to get the game ready in time. The game wasn't ready, and they did at least another year, if not longer, to be ready. And the real clincher is that the developers knew this, but upper management refused to listen and instead went ahead with releasing a game that was completely broken in nature. CDPR's reputation was in complete tatters. The project that had spanned 8 years seemed destined to mark the end of CDPR as the company they were once known as, and really it felt like a huge loss for the industry. CDPR had become a well-respected company with a large fanbase, many of whom felt betrayed by how they were treated in the release process. At the time, people wondered if there was any way back for CDPR, and next week I'll be looking at just that.
I think the thing I find most interesting about the whole saga is just how well received the game was on PC, but how broken it was on the consoles, and I think ultimately that was the biggest problem. The almost corruption, I wouldn't, corruption's maybe a strong word, but that's what it feels like at times when you look at how they handled the release of the game. Just, it, it, it goes beyond belief when you think about how it was released. The fact that they allowed that to happen. <laughs> you know, the fact that, like, they knew the game was done and they tried to hoodwink customers into buying the game. They knew they had 8 million pre-sales, so they were just going for that cash grab, but ultimately that was their downfall. <laughs> so, it's really interesting. Next week then, next week we'll be looking at the... Uh, how they tried to clock back and if they did manage to clock back because you might not know if they have or not um so stick with me for that that will be coming out next week but until then stay warm enjoy the world cup and i will see you next wednesday